Okay, people. This is my first podcast. The reason I'm doing this is because I've had a lot of people ask me to do a podcast. When a lot of people ask, eventually you start to get the people what they ask for. Peer pressure, whatever you want to call it. They've asked. So, here it is, my first podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing. I literally just plug this in and I'm going to ramble on. Whatever comes up in this conversation comes up. It's no hold barred. So if you want to get cross with me, that's up to you. Just means that you don't understand what I'm talking about and you haven't stopped to think. And that's called emotional intelligence. Stop, think, use your emotional intelligence. Don't just let your emotions control you. Because if your emotions are in control of you and I was the cause, then guess what? I'm in control of you. And that shouldn't be happening. So, first point of call. Exercise emotional intelligence. Second point of call. Stop. Think. And use intellect. That means you stop and think carefully and consider what is being said on these podcasts. You walk away. You do your research. You consider what is being said. You do not kick or shoot from your hip. You stop and you think. You take those principles forward on listening to these podcasts and you will find you'll be happier and healthier from the start and you won't have to wage wars against some stranger talking rubbish on a podcast. Okay? Simple as. If anything I say is nonsense, what does it matter? What does it matter? Honestly, what does it matter? It doesn't matter anything. It's just some random guy talking nonsense on a podcast. There's millions of those out there now. Okay? So just chill. Just chill and enjoy the ride. So first show, what are we going to talk about? Might as well talk about something we've been researching. Uh, What I've been researching at the moment has got to do with history. In general, I like to do my research. History, science, religion, you name it, I'll do my research. Through that process, you come across all sorts of interesting stuff. At the moment, just in the last couple of days, there's been some hype about five black police officers in America beating a young black man to death through the consequences of their actions. Three days after he has been beaten for three minutes, he's passed away, sadly. So, obviously, there's a lot of hype surrounding that at the moment, all over the media. I think the key to the whole thing that I can see is going to be the fact that these are five black police officers. African-Americans and the harm that they've done to another African-American. Obviously, in the past, we've always, always, always just seen white police officers taking out whatever frustration and rage on young black men. I've looked up the stats. They're not great. 
you know, there's there's a lot that can be said. When you look at how many Asian people are harmed by police officers, you look at the Hispanics, to be fair, Hispanic and um, African-American have very similar statistics. And then you also look at the white population of America, the Caucasians, and they have higher statistics, but then there's more of them in theory in the country. So, you know, you can you can draw from that any way you like, but ultimately... What people are going to be focusing on, because they're not white police officers, they are the African-American police officers, black police officers. So what are you going to have from that? But that's going to be a difficult thing. You've got the black-on-black crime issues. You've got gang-related stuff that you can draw from. You've got post-traumatic stress stuff. You've got the days of slavery and the effects that that have had on African-Americans in general. You can draw from it any conclusion you want, depending on your standpoint of view. Simple as. I could probably argue any, any argument for any basis, pro, for, against, whatever, based on these basic principles that we have to our hand from other sources, science sources, research sources, um, philosophical sources, from psychology sources, but historical sources, you name it, but the reality is five black police officers have harmed and killed a young black man. What do you do with that? How do you process that? Very difficult to process that. Because it's very easy when you see five white police officers beat up on one black man. Because we're told how to process that. The media tells us we need to be outraged. The only outrage we can have from this scenario, really, is going to be that they were police officers. They should never have done that as police officers. But there, this takes me into a whole other level. We are blaming the police officers, and rightly so, Police officers should not behave that way. However, there is so much more to it than that. These five black police officers, what was their psychological state when they came into the force? How has their job affected them? Have they changed as people? Were they soft and gentle young men that came into the police force? Have they interacted with violence on a regular basis? And that violence has made them become cynical and hard, perhaps suffering post-traumatic stress disorder. What other factors are involved that nobody is talking about? Ultimately, on top of that, we've got the issues of, do they get counselling? Do they get support? Do they get help? What was going on in the police force at that time? What extra stress are they facing? Is there a threat of job losses because people are trying to defund the police force? The problem is we never look deeper into the facts, the information, the process. Would I want to be a police officer in America today? Heck no. Why? Can you imagine 
day in, day out, the psychological effects of American society today, if it is as violent and as threatening and challenging as we see on our TV screens, as we hear on our newspapers, if it is as threatening and damaging as that. What psychological effects does that have on you and your family? What counselling do they have? What support do they have? I know that it's a job. I know they enter into it knowingly taking on that responsibility, just as a soldier does. But there is a proven principle of post-traumatic stress disorder that is compounded. We are taught that young African-Americans, old African-Americans, have post-traumatic stress disorder from slavery, civil rights. So that, with a compounded psychological effect of being a police officer in America today, how would that be affecting these young men that are police officers? Police officers are not perfect. Let's clear that up. We know this because many crimes, sadly, are committed by police officers. Whether or not they entered the force with the intention of getting away with crimes, or whether they become corrupt through the process of becoming police officers, is another discussion altogether. But I'm dealing with the psychological effects of police officers in America today and why they're behaving this way. I have a couple of concepts. Tours of duty. I don't know much about American police force and their systems. And obviously each state is different. Every town is different. Sheriffs, there's other aspects. But, reality. Is there a tour of duty? For argument's sake. Six months on, six months off. Six months on the front line, serving the people in the streets. Six months at a desk, processing information, doing community projects. Six months back out on the street. That downtime that psychologically a human being needs to be able to process their life and come back to normality normality that they do not get. If you are serving as a police officer on the streets of New York, Chicago, LA, whatever, and you're doing that day in, day out for 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, that cannot be healthy for your psychological state and for your family. So is there a tour of duty? Or why not? Is there counselling? Why not? These are the questions that I would ask when trying to resolve the issues in American society today. Now, there are other police officers around the world who carry guns. Many of them have more rights than American police officers to carry out acts of violence against citizens. 
Do we hear as much about it? Is there as much, if not more, attacks and racist attacks by police officers around the world? But we're very focused on the Americans at the moment. And, you know, fair enough. Let's take that one country, for example, and we'll learn from it. It's a case study. But at the end of the day, there is a reality we all have to face. We live in an ever-increasingly violent and criminal society. We glorify it in our music. We glorify it on our TV. We glorify it in our cinemas. Because we are glorifying it and because it is increasing and because it's getting younger and younger, should we not expect that these will affect police officers? Should we not take responsibility for some of these acceptance of crimes and violence in our society? Video games, background full circle. If we glorify violence in a video game, that goes on to our streets. Then the police officers are getting the short end of the stick and having to perhaps process that violence handle that violence, control that violence. Worse still, they could be playing those video games themselves, watching those movies themselves, encouraging responses for violence. What are we as a society doing to numb violent acts, criminal acts in our society? Are we shocked? Are we appalled? Are we horrified as equally by an act of violence from one citizen against another citizen, as we are when the police do it. And why not? If there could be a million acts of violence on our streets every year, and five by the police, why are we shocked and appalled by the five acts of violence by the police, and yet we are not shocked and appalled by the million other acts of violence by our fellow human beings, our community. Why are we not outcasting those people who are committing those acts of violence, making them social outcasts, unacceptable, letting them know this behaviour is unacceptable in our society and community before the police ever have to get involved? Why are the entertainment industries not saying we should be shocked and appalled by this behaviour, rather than glorified? But we are not. So we, as people, that the police are there to serve and protect have a responsibility to the police to encourage decent behaviour, not encourage indecent behaviour. We should not encourage violence. We should not encourage crime. We should not accept it and we should not force the police, when we glorify it, to have to be on the receiving end. Because who are those police? Brothers, uncles, cousins, sons, aunts, 
sisters, mothers. That's all they are. Other members of the public. The same as you. The same as me. So if a man in an office, accounting work, lawyer, IT professional, can have moments of anger, violence, rage, loss of control. If the average person in the most simple and gentle of jobs can lose it, totally lose it, if a million acts of violence and crimes could be committed by the average human being in our community, why are we so shocked when average human beings in our community that happen to put on a police uniform then commit an act of violence or crime? Why? Statistically, it's impossible to have a clean police force. Because you're talking about human beings being perfect the entire career. Are you perfect every day? You never go a day without making a mistake, being angry, throwing something somewhere, swearing at somebody on the road, Perhaps stealing. Whatever the little crime may be, whatever the big crime may be, I can guarantee you that it is almost impossible, even at the most mundane of jobs, to process psychologically your day without something that could tip you over the edge. Let alone having no support, having no counselling, having no respite, having no breaks, and every day not only handling violence, seeing violence, seeing crimes, witnessing it, but being the victim of those crimes yourself. With people hating the police, with people shooting at the police, with people putting the police's lives in danger, if not, if not the one individual, someone on their police force, they have heard stories about experiencing such behaviour towards them. Am I saying that they are right? Not at all. I'm saying instead of keep blaming individuals... For a system that is broken. For our sin in glorifying violence, crime. That we should in fact be supporting and trying to change the system. Make it better. And it's not hard, it's not expensive. It takes a bit of common sense, a bit of care, a bit of consideration... And a bit of reshuffling. If something's broke, you fix it. And if it's not broke, you don't fix it. 
It seems to me that the media, the general consensus is American police forces are broken. The system is broken. Not the people per se, the system. So, through this process, let's look into making it better. Let's consider the police officers, what they may be going through, how they're processing the world around them. You cannot have mental health awareness week. Mental health posters up at work. Mental health information and support in general society and then expect the people who are dealing with the worst of society to then be able to cope. We cannot do it. So, I don't know how this works, as I said from the beginning. If there's going to be comments, feel free to comment. At some point, we'll probably have phone lines. Maybe you'll be able to comment in the future, refer back to this first podcast. The only reason I'm speaking on this subject, I didn't know what to speak about. <coughs> it's current affairs. Because it's current affairs, people are talking about it. But it has been on my mind over a period of time. Not just this situation, but over a period of time. And because it's been on my mind over a period of time, I've been able to process the situation and the scenarios and been able to question and challenge it and been able to hopefully find some resolution for myself and for others. But for now, signing off, give you something to think about. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. And we might have some interviews, special guests, all that sort of stuff at a later date. have been speaking to a few people about it. And a few people seem very interested. So we'll see. This will be topics about all sorts. I love science, love history, love art, love music, love politics. So religion, it'll all be here. So let's just open it up. No holds barred. No apologies, because I'm not trying to be offensive. If you're offended, somebody's going to be offended by something someone says somewhere at some point. Might as well be me, even if I'm not trying. So, chill out, relax, let's be friends, let's talk about things. I know I'm speaking at you at the moment, but you'll have your opportunity. It's me, signing out for now. My name's Ben. Hope you get to know me a little bit better. Take care, people. Till next week.